you can choose to treat time like a frenemy. Like you're saying, there's never enough time. Time moves so slowly. When I wish it would go faster, it goes too quickly. When I wish it would stick around. Most people have that relationship with time. Or you can choose to view time as your bestie, right? Where there is always enough time for what's important to me. And I'm going to get done what's important to me. Like I'm going to prioritize what matters. And that's my approach. You got to have that lover relationship with time, not that hater relationship with time. Hello, welcome to Monetizing Mompreneurs podcast, where I take you behind the scenes with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, moms, working professionals, and amazing people pursuing their passions and going for their dreams. And I'm your host, Linda Mendable. Welcome, Marissa. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I am so excited that you're here. So can you tell us a little bit about you and what you do? Yeah, so my name is Marissa Lonick. I'm the founder of an organization called Mama Work It, where we support women in the juggle of work life, mom life, wife life, fill in the blank life. I'm a time management and productivity coach and author and a speaker and of course a mom of four kiddos. That's amazing. Okay, so your focus is on like time management? Yeah, so I I definitely that's where I I thrive. That's where I really support working moms is just maximizing their efficiency, being able to prioritize their goals, their dreams, what's important to them because I think we all know when we become moms, those things that we dream of doing, they're often at the bottom of the to-do list. And we know what happens to things at the bottom of the to-do list. They rarely get done. So we have a, a philosophy, a formula. I like to call it time management, where we talk about managing our time as moms and how we can prioritize those things that are truly meaningful and important to us. Oh my gosh. Yes. That is definitely a big deal. So we were conversating. So you have three kids just like me and we have similar ages. I have four you, kids. You have four. I, oh my gosh. I yeah. Three. My oldest oh. are twins. My oldest are twins. I didn't know that. <laughs> so you have two nine-year-olds. Yes. A five-year-old. I do. And, and an three almost three-year-old. Yeah, almost three-year-old. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. And potty trained or not? Or in there? Potty trained. Yes. We, uh, we had to quarantine last December. We all got COVID and we thought, Hey, this is a great time to potty train our two-year-old. And that's what we did. <laughs> okay. That's good. Cause that's hard. You know, the potty training phase, it can be hard, right? It can be difficult because you got to oh, be totally. really, yeah. really on a schedule. You got to talk to them every five minutes. You got to go be drank the juice box. Like, okay, you got to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's hard, you know, when you have older kids, you can't always stay home. So we took that opportunity and that's what we did. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, that's good time management right there. Yeah. <laughs> what do clients usually say when they're talking to you or wanting to work with you? What is like their number one thing that they say to you? I don't have time. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't have time, right? Like I don't have time to start this business. I don't have time to 
do all the things I want to do. I don't have time to, you know, spend the quality time with my kids, whatever it is that's making them feel misaligned, making them feel the mom guilt, whatever. And I love to hear this because it's such an easy fix. It's such an easy fix. And if you are open to it, I'm super happy to share it with your listeners. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and do it, girl. Yes. All right. Yeah. Let's dive in. So I hear this phrase a lot. I've been guilty of living it myself in uh, in the past. And I want to challenge you that the next time you find yourself speaking these words, because when you say these words, I don't have time, what happens is you start to think them, you start to believe them, and your actions follow. So if you convince yourself, if you are that, if you're that convinced that you don't have the time, when you get the opportunities, when you get the invitations that are outside your already very busy schedule, you're already going to know that you can't say yes to them. You're going to turn them down before you can even process dive in. Yeah. So when you find yourself saying these words, I want you to flip the script. I want you to replace them with this phrase. And that phrase is, it's not a priority to me. It's not a priority. That's difficult. That's difficult right there because, you know, you got to be real with that, right? Like, man, okay, priority. What does that mean, right? What does the word priority mean? Yeah. Yeah, it is difficult. But you know what? In my experience and working with clients, either way that you feel when you say those words out loud is a win. So let's dive into an example, okay? I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to work out. How many times have you said that? I know I've said that in the past, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, for I sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So what happens is, is if you flip the script on that, if you say to yourself, working out isn't a priority to me, you're going to feel one of two ways, right? The first way you're going to feel is you're going to feel like, well, you know what? It's not. <laughs> it's just not a priority right now. I've got a baby not sleeping through the night. I'm in a launch phase right now with my business. Whatever it is that in this season you're in, it's not a priority. And you know what? You own it. You accept it. You feel less guilt. It's kind of like a weight lifted off your shoulders. And to me, that's a win. That's a win because you're not stressing over something that you kind of feel like you should be doing, but you're not. You're just owning the fact that you're not making it a priority in your life and you kind of just move on. So on one hand, winning in this way, even if you don't get the workout in. On the other hand, when you say those words out loud, if it doesn't feel aligned for you, if it actually feels like a lie, like, oh, that doesn't feel good, like things in your body don't feel good when you're saying that out loud, you feel really inauthentic. Well, what's going to happen is you're going to make it a priority. Like you said, you're going to make the time. You're going to figure out how to make it happen. Whether you wake up earlier, you go to bed later, you find a gym that has childcare, you know, you take the stairs instead of the elevator, like whatever it is, you are going to creatively find a solution because when something is a priority to you, you make it happen. Okay, I like this. And I want to sit here for a little bit because it took me a while to make working out a priority. I had to really sit down with myself and okay, yes, you have to do certain things in your business and then family life and then all of this. But, you know, how can, like, one of my questions was like, how can I make time for this? And for me, going to the gym was not the priority. Working out was the priority, but going to the gym was not the priority. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I didn't like the whole gym vibe. I don't like the whole gym vibe. Some people love it. I get it. Not knocking it. But then I went through a phase because I knew working out was a priority, but I went through a phase that I put it on the back burner and had to figure out like, how can I make it? How can I make time for this? And so what would you tell someone that they're in, like they know that something is a priority for them. How would they make time for that? Like, how can they really, like for me, I realized I needed accountability. And so I had to spend time with a trainer to really get the results that I wanted because I needed accountability. And that was where I was lacking. But it took me such a long time to define what was holding me back. Excuse me. What was holding me back from making it a priority? So how can we like, instead of wasting that time, right? Of less time right here, time management. Wasting that time of figuring out, okay, this is a priority to me. I have it on the back burner. How can I bring it back? Like, how can someone just sit with their priorities and realize what it really is that's preventing them from making time for that item? Yeah. I know this is big. <laughs> it's like a yeah. big. Yeah. Well, I'll try my best to answer and, you know, feel free to interrupt me if I'm, if I'm going down a different path than, than you're hoping for here. But what I'll say is first and foremost, you know, you nailed it in the sense of like this example of working out, it doesn't have to look one way or another. Like maybe in a past season, going to the gym worked for you. And right yes. now it just doesn't, whether that's a budget concern, whether that's a time concern. Hey, listen, like for me, I don't work out at a gym because I'd rather not spend the 10 minutes getting there and 10 minutes getting home and potentially having to be outside my home when Maybe I'm working out when my kids are sleeping in the morning most times, right? So, you know, take out what this potentially looked like for you in the past or what you had maybe had tunnel vision of what it should look like because you see other people doing it this way and get to the core of it. What's the core of it? The core of, it is, the core of it likely is you want to get healthier. You want to be in better shape. You want to drop the postpartum baby weight, whatever it is to you, right? How are you going to do that? Get the simplest way possible, the way that's going to work for your life. So is that going to be five minute incremental things because that's just what works for you? Awesome. Now you're going to set calendar reminders for five minutes here, five minutes there, five minutes there, and you're going to be reminded to do your quick workouts during that time. Is it that you do lack that accountability and you need a partner that's going to push you? Okay, awesome. Go find yourself a trainer. Go find yourself a friend you can barter with who's a trainer, maybe if, you know, that's a financial concern, you know, I think you just have to get to the core value, the core really purpose of why you're doing it. And then also what's going to fit with your lifestyle. Everyone's got different lifestyles. Everyone's got different needs. Everyone's got different just capabilities really and what they can do. And as long as it's aligned and works for you in that way, it will work. It'll be sustainable. You can continue it. You will know right off the bat if you've chosen the wrong path here, because what'll happen is a week or two after you've started, when your motivation starts to dwindle yeah. a little bit, you won't be able to keep it up. Okay. <clears throat> Let's talk about that because motivation does dwindle, right? We're all excited. We're on board. We're like, okay, I'm making time for this. Um, like there was a moment that my house was spectacular and it was amazing. And then boom, it dropped off again because life got busy, things got busy and everything like that. So when it comes to getting that plateau, cause I feel it too. And I feel it like, oh man, I already know things are going to drop off here. 
what can we do when we're in that moment that we know like balls are falling all of our hands, we're trying to do this juggle and we're dropping balls, right? What can we do to prevent the balls from dropping? What would you say? First thing I want to say is sometimes the balls are going to drop and we have to be cool with that. Because if we're not flexible in the sense of just life happening, getting hit with curveballs, you know, things not going according to plan. And I know, you know, if you're a mom, your life often does not go as planned, right? Like things interrupt that plan. We have to just learn to roll with it in a certain way. What I like to say, though, is there's a fine line between that flexibility and the accountability. If we're constantly being flexible with ourselves, we're not getting it all done. We're not getting anything done. Now, but if we're too rigid on the accountability side, we fall apart every time life doesn't go as planned. So we got to find a happy medium in the middle there. And a good way when it comes to doing things in your business, when it comes to maintaining a healthy lifestyle, when it comes to, you know, gosh, I don't know, keeping your house in order, whatever it is to you that you're finding that you're not able to commit to, what you're, whatever is, is bugging you most, most, quite frankly, is develop some habits around this. Develop some habits because consistency always wins. Consistency wins when you're unmotivated. Consistency wins when things feel like they're falling apart around you. Consistency is like routines, things you have to barely even put effort and think about because it's just part of the normal flow for you. That's good because I did notice, first of all, consistency has been something that I, as a person, was very, very difficult for me. I recently just been consistent in like the podcast, for example. I've decided to just focus on one thing, you know, within my business, as far as the marketing goes, and that's the podcast, right? Like my Instagram and my other stuff is okay, but I'm focusing on one thing. Now that has gone into a consistency that I don't have to worry about taking care of, and now I can move on to the next thing that I need to build habits for to be consistent in. So I do love that. And I love what you were talking about, like, okay, you're dropping off of a ball. Consistency is the answer, right? So let's go through a case study so people can actually like ask what you're saying and show us like a client that came to you for one thing and what steps you took in order to find that aha, in order to get into where they wanted to be at. Can you give us an example? Hmm. Loaded question here. Okay. Let me think about this. Okay, well, quite often, I don't know if I'm going to give you a concrete example, but I will just share quite often, we think the problem is surface level. Like we think the problem is, I've got too much on my plate. I don't have time to do this or that. Or we think the problem is, you know, I need help in my business, in sales. I just, I'm not good at sales or whatever that is, right? And really it's probably a lot more deeply rooted than that. So one piece of advice I would say to you is talk to a coach. If you've never talked to a coach, this can even be literally you guys, because good coaches will do this. A lot of good coaches will offer you like a free discovery session, a free trial session. And of course that's to pitch you in a, to a certain extent, right? But a good coach during that session is actually going to give you something of value to walk away with. And I'm not saying you're going to have all your problems resolved in that moment, but you're going to get thinking. 
about things from perhaps a different level, a different multitude. So if you don't, if you've never worked with a coach, try one out. If you have, maybe you have someone you trust. Maybe it's even a really objective friend who could be a sounding board for you, but like process this out loud. That's really, really important. I really believe in coaching. You know, sorry to interrupt. I really believe in coaching. And I really believe in someone investing in themselves because friends can only take you so far. A coach has actually done the work, has understood where their expertise is and understands like how they can navigate and guide you through of what you want and where you want to be at. And so I think that if you're listening to this, save up and invest in a coach seriously yeah you want your yeah you want your life to change you need to you okay you're a business owner you're an entrepreneur right you want someone to invest in you but have you invested in yourself you want someone to make those premium price points for you but have you actually you know would you kind of like put money on you you know what i'm saying would you bet on yourself pretty much in in essence right And so there's going to be kind of like a disconnect if you're a person that is not willing to invest in yourself, but yet here you are selling to other people to invest in you, you know, take a look at that, right. And take the things out of it and, and see what's underneath and what's preventing you from investing in yourself, because we do not know it all. And we do need an outside perspective when it comes to different things in our lives. So I do believe in an investment. I, I was one of those that didn't believe in it at first. Not that I didn't believe in it, but I was like, mm, you know, can I, or how have you? But I do understand the value of one because it keeps boundaries in place. You can either have someone that is meant to take that load, right? Like I hired a business person and that has allowed me to just all my business stuff, dump it all on her. And that's what she's there for, you know, dump it all on her. This is what I'm going through. Boom. She has a completely different perspective than what I do. Right. She'll let me know you're seeing this in an emotional way. Why don't you switch it to this way? And gives me examples of other people. Hey, this person, I'll give you an example. I I do not like pitching. I am not a pitcher. (laughs) You know, I really don't like pitching to people of my products and services and she helped me reframe that. And she's like, you know, I understand that you don't like pitching, but do you want this as your client? I was like, yeah, this would be one of your biggest accounts. And I said, yes, it would be one of my biggest accounts. Okay, I'm going to give you an example. This person spends two years pitching, two years building relationship because they work with Disney, Pixar, and XYZ. There's one of her clients. They work with all those um, because she works in a user and experience and everything like that. But it takes her two years, but the contracts that she does book is like 100K contracts. It's not like 20K or 10K. She books like them in 100K. And so it's just a different perspective. Like, would the account be worth it for you if you do receive the account? So you need to build those relationships and you need to continue to grow and be consistent in pitching. I'm like, oh my goodness. I understand. I get it. It's part of the business. But I didn't know that because I'm by myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm by myself in this world because when you hire a coach, whether it's for your life, whether it's for your business, whether it's for all of that, they're going to give you a different outside perspective and have different experiences. And they actually speak with other people in almost the same 
type of things that you are dealing with that maybe you're alone in and that you may not have that outside perspective, but they have those experiences to share with you, to give you that outside perspective. And I'm sorry to go on that tangent. (laughs) No, it's a good tangent. It's a good tangent. And you know what? I, I love that you said that because there are a lot of people that don't feel like that is a worthy expense in their business right? They'd rather hire the the marketer or the Facebook ad specialist or this person or that person. Let me tell you something. If you don't even know that's the direction you should be spending the money because you don't have that clarity because you haven't worked with a coach to figure that out, you could be wasting a ton of it. So I completely agree. Uh, A very worthwhile investment, a business expense that can be written off you guys. Okay. Don't forget about that. But get yourself someone who's going to help you get to the core of the problem. Because here's the example. I get a lot of people that come and say, I just, I need to get more organized with my time. I need to figure out how to prioritize. And listen, hey, I I teach a lot of practical things, okay? Like I give it to you straight. I don't have a lot of fluff. I'm like a New Yorker at heart. I'm I'm very direct, okay? I'm going to tell you like it is. I'm going to tell you, you got to do this. You got to do that, right? But even if you have all those systems in place, even if you've got all, all the organizational tools, you know you're following the steps to a T. If we haven't gotten to the root cause of what's messing with you here, it's not going to last. You're not going to be able to sustainably manage your time effectively, prioritize what's important, hit your goals, unless you've actually uncovered what's there potentially stopping you. Because it's going to keep coming back and coming back and coming back, sabotaging. Yes. And have someone that's speaking life into your situation, right? Because we can get really down on ourselves. You know, that roller coaster, right? Entrepreneurship really looks yes. like all these squiggles instead of like a direct route. <laughs> that's because it's a very emotional roller coaster. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have amazing moments right? You can be on a high one moment and then boom, there's a fire you got to put up in the next moment, right? And so I think it's just understanding all of those facets and then encompassing that. So what are the different facets you work when it comes to your client, when it comes to your clients? What are the different facets? Do you mean like, what are the different areas we work in when it comes to time management? Okay. Yeah. So we've got the time management track. The time management track is for any mom who feels overwhelmed by the day-to-day, right? I do work a lot with working moms. I will say that, but it's really a program for any mom who's struggling with the balance. And I'm not saying every day you're going to feel a totally good balance. It's a pendulum. As we all know, some days we feel better than others, but overall, when you're looking back on your week, your month, right now, even each night on how you feel, I want you to feel good, accomplished, proud, like you got done what you wanted to get done. You're feeling really good about the space you're in. You're prioritizing what matters. So time management, we really focus on prioritizing effectively, you know, um, getting rid of some of that mom guilt that potentially is sabotaging what's getting in the way, ensuring that things that are important to you, your business goals, your dreams, you know, even hobbies that you're like, I would love to do that, but I have no time. We're making sure you can make time to make that happen without sacrificing family life, career ambition, whatever else is there and important to you. We also work a lot with mom entrepreneurs, as you do, and that's more of the biz management track where we, again, 
foundationally, we do focus a lot on time management and productivity because to me, I think when you learn to manage your time, you've got it all good. Like you can literally shift your entire life because you're prioritizing, you're focusing on what's important to you, right? And so that's more of a business focus there. But again, lots of other things that are factors in there, right? Lots of other areas that we need to be ensuring are, are a priority. And I'm not an expert in everything. I know anybody who's an expert out there who tells you they'll teach you all the things, they're lying, you guys. Everyone's got their zone of genius. Everyone's not good at everything. You can't be good at everything. So I absolutely tap into experts in this program to come in, to support, to help. I know, Linda, you do something very similar. You know, I think that tapping into other people's zone of genius is the way to go. You want to be able to get the best of both worlds, the person who's good at this, the person who's good at that. So that program encompasses a lot more of a wider net of areas that mom entrepreneurs specifically would need support in. Well, me, I am a web designer. So when it comes to sitting down with my clients, um, really, I just have a program that can take out what they what they want to do, right? Because we got to articulate it in the website. And I always tell them, like, you can't target everyone. You got to target a specific person that you're for, your dream client, right? Who is our dream client, right? Because then you can um, charge accordingly, not just charge accordingly, you can give them the results that your client desires, right? And so I am not in the time management portion. And I really believe like, we all have our zone of genius, you know, even if we're kind of doing similar things, there are things that are very special that you're doing. And there's things that are special that I'm doing. I don't believe that one person should just, just stick with one sensei, you know what I'm saying? I think that they can have different senseis within the lifetime their lifetime, right? Because we're constantly growing and evolving and there's different facets that we need. Like, okay, you can have someone for your business and you can have someone for your life and you can have someone for your workouts. You can have, you know what I'm saying? Like there's so many different areas, but it's like what you're saying, like where is the priority, right? So let's go deeper into that because I feel as though the whole, like not having enough time is relevant for so many mompreneurs, so many entrepreneurs. And so let's go a little bit deeper with that. When, let's say, someone comes to you and they're like, I don't have time, right? Then what do you tell them? Do you ask them like, why don't you have time? I'll be the person. I'll be the case study. I'll be that person. All right, let's do and it. And you take, let's, let's do this. All right, I'm, we're role playing here, okay? All right. All right, I'm going to be, who am I? Because who's your ideal target? Who's your ideal? Well, let me first, I'll let me here. tell you right now, before we dive into the role play, because I probably won't be this abrupt in the role play, but I'm going to be this abrupt right now. It's mm -hmm. a crutch. It's a crutch. <gasps> not that you don't have time, you guys. It's an excuse. You're not making the time. It's not important to you. Okay. Mm. I'll be a little nicer in this role play. No, no. I, I have emotional intelligence and I'm not trying to <laughs> offend a new client who wants to work with me, but that's the level of how direct I can be because that honesty, that crude honesty to somebody, when they really want to improve, you need to hear that. Yeah, you do. You do. You need to hear the truth, even though it doesn't feel good. Whew. That's hard. Okay. So. <laughs> All right, okay, Linda. So... Well, come on. No, come at me how you want to come at me. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so you're, but it is important to me. 
But it is important to me making time. What are we making time for? Let's see. Making time to have it all. I believe that I can do it. I believe it's important to me. I can have a clean home. I can have an amazing business. I can have an amazing relationship with my kids. I can have an amazing relationship with my family. I can be healthy. I know all of those things are important to me, but sometimes I feel like I don't have time to give attention to all of those things. So what do I do? Because they're all important to me. How do I fit it in? Yeah. Well, first off, Linda, I totally believe in you. You can have it all. You can make that happen. Trust me. I know. But it sounds like you got a lot of priorities there. So let's hone in. Let's hone in. Tell me the top three things you want at the end of every day to feel like you accomplished. How do, how do I define the top three things? Because I want to be fit. Okay. Top three. Um, my family. Having time for my family. You know, of course, like me, spirituality is important. So my God time, my family time right, with my husband and my kids. That's three right there. But I feel like having a clean home. Well, let's them. put the family, let's put the family together. Put the family together. So your spiritual time, your family time. What's the other thing you want to prioritize every day? My health. Okay. And my business. That's four. Okay. okay, okay, okay. We could work with four. We could work with four. We can work with four. Okay. Let's do this. All right. What didn't make the cut, Linda? What? I don't know. A clean home. <laughs> All right. How could you get a clean home yet still take care of those other things that we're going to dive into? If I do incremental habits, like the five minutes, how you were saying, like five minutes every day. But I just feel overwhelmed with that idea. How about we start with one five habit, one five minute habit a day? Okay. What would it be? Tell me what's the most important thing you want to keep clean at home. There's two things, the kitchen and the laundry. Okay. Why don't you switch them one day or the other? Okay. Okay. How are you going to hold yourself accountable for making that happen? I have no idea. But how I'm feeling is like, I feel a bit frustrated because I'm like, it's not that easy. That's how I'm thinking in the back of my head. Like, it's not that easy. But maybe it is. Maybe I'm the one not viewing it that it is that easy. Well, hey, let's get real for a minute. It's not that easy. Okay. You got three kids. You're running a business. You've got priorities that are important to you. And you don't want to live in a house that makes you feel icky. Okay. It's not that easy. Let's, let's be real about it, but it's also not impossible. Okay. That's true. That's true. Okay. So what holds you accountable now for other things? The way I feel holds me accountable. Like I don't want to feel a certain way within my home. Right. So basically that would be the thing that makes me more like, I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to feel Um, but I need space to just relax. Like relaxing is a priority. I think that's what it is. I think like I relax too much. (laughs) 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 Kitchen gonna get done tomorrow. (laughs) 
Well, hey, listen, if you were my client in this situation, we've got a lot to unpack here. And we probably don't have a lot of time on this podcast no, to get through it all. No. But here's what I would do as our next step. Okay. Cause we've kind of, we've kind of outlined a little bit of the issues here. We've kind of, you know, thought about really what's the most important priority, right? Um, I would have you complete something that I like to call the three-day test. This is a proprietary self-assessment that I developed. And what it does is for three days, you're going to document basically how you're spending your time at a granular level. Okay, It's a little tedious, but let me tell you something. If you do this exercise with pure honesty, and I do this with a lot of my clients early on, I even have something called the time management deep dive where you do this and then we meet for 75 minutes and we like tear it apart and get you back an hour to maybe even three into your day. But anyway, I'd have you do this exercise and then we would review it at our next session and we would find, I guarantee you, we would find hours of time that are quote unquote wasted. Okay. (gasps) Yeah. Hours of my time. Relaxed where, time. <laughs> yeah. And not necessarily relaxed time because listen, we all need the downtime. I'm not knocking it. Like, I don't want you to be a workhorse 24 seven, just do, 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 do all the time. Like that's not my style. Okay. But we would find time. I guarantee where you went to do one thing that should take five minutes and it took 45 or you had this 10 minute lull while you were like in the car line, picking up your kids and you could have been doing something productive with that time. Like I guarantee you, we would figure this out. So you would have plenty of relaxed time yet still be able to accomplish what you wanted to accomplish every day. Amen. I feel like our audience got it. I feel like they got the magic right there because you're, there's so much unchecked time that we have in our hands. Right. And that we just, you are frivolous with it, I guess, that's for lack of a better term. So, okay. So now how I'm feeling, I actually, because you told me that, I actually felt relief. Oh my gosh. There's a process, right? There's, you're going to give me something to help me look and visualize how I'm actually spending my time, right? Yeah. So for now, when you give a client this and they bring it back, what usually do you find? I find when people do this with honesty, full honesty, because let me, let me get real for a minute. Some people write down how they wish they'd spent their time and not how they actually did it. (laughs) So you have to really be honest here. Okay. And sometimes it's hard to look at that on paper or on Excel. Like it's like, that was a two hour social media vortex, like time warp there that I did not expect to get into. I should have been sleeping. Right. Or I should have been working on this proposal or this project that I've been procrastinating on. So it it can be a little bit of a slap in the face to people to not only see this for themselves, but now share it with someone else, right? And listen, I'm super non-judgmental. I've made every mistake when it comes to managing my time. Like I have absolutely been in those shoes before. But sometimes that honesty is exactly what you need in order to move forward. Okay. I like what you said about honesty um, and being real because it's very hard to track not just time, but let's say I know some fitness trainers tell you 
you got to track what you eat in a week. I'm like, what? You got to be real about what you're eating, right? So I feel like it's the same thing. So back to what you were saying about being real, you got to have integrity when it comes to how you're spending your time, right? How, when we're looking at our time and we're looking at these things that we're not doing, what can help us make better decisions? Is it just looking at our time and how we're actually spending it? You know, because it can feel a little bit like overwhelming, like, oh, I have to be cognizant every hour that I'm spending. And I see you shaking your head. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. I almost cringe sometimes when I introduce myself as a time management, a productivity coach, because I think people go to that place of like, oh my God, rigid, rigid schedule, rigid spreadsheets, super organized. Like you guys, I'm a mom of four boys. Like I understand <laughs> my life is not going to look like that spreadsheet. I don't even make that spreadsheet. Okay. Like I want your life to flow in a way that feels good to you. My entire mantra of how I teach time management is when you feel good, you do good. Okay. When you feel your best, you are your most motivated, your most productive, your most efficient self. So while that exercise can feel a little bit rigid and kind of putting you in a box and labeling you and whatever, you know, is making you feel like, oh, I don't want to do it. It's a three day exercise and it's going to take you leaps and bounds. Okay. It's not going to be forever. So if that's like making you feel uncomfortable in any way, well, A, it should, it should make you feel a little bit uncomfortable and B, it's going to help you grow. That's not the long-term goal to be in, you know, living off of this very rigid schedule. That's not what I want for you. I want your life to flow with ease. That's good because, and that's good to know because when, yeah, cause you're like a bookkeeper right now of time. Like you're the bookkeeper of time, right? People are like, oh, it's very organized, very rigid, right? I would never ever call myself a bookkeeper of anything. <laughs> but if like you if you read my way. books, you will know like, yeah, I'm a little bit organized you guys, but like, I certainly ha don't have like a Pinterest worthy pantry or anything like that, you know? I want to get one of those. I want to get a Pinterest worthy pantry. That's the goal. That's on my priority list. All right, I have good. a list Go of what it, was going to be Go a priority. For it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say this, like the one takeaway I want you to have, because this is a prerequisite to anything in managing your time. And when I, when we did that, like fake coaching session, you, you had this down and how you answered me, but a lot of people don't is you need to know how you want to spend your time. You need to know what your time management goals are because if you don't have that in check, that clarity, you will ultimately oh, end up wasting it away. Okay, I have a question. So would people mostly come to you when you ask them that question, like what is your priority? Do they, they just don't have an answer yet? I think people think they know. And I'm not saying what you're saying is wrong or anything like that, but I think either A, we've got grandiose, expectations of like in a week, I'm going to be able to do all these things and they're totally unreasonable. Okay. I'm not saying that your goal shouldn't be audacious and big and you shouldn't strive for that. Not at all. Like I got some big goals too, but you shouldn't put the immense pressure on yourself to think you're going to wake up tomorrow and do it all and get it done. It's kind of like back to a health example. It's, you know, you're in the habit every day of like, 
you know, having a venti latte and eating fried foods and like never working out. And you wake up the next morning and you're like, I'm going to become a caffeine free vegan who kickboxes every day. You're not going to be able to sustain that long term. Because you're going to go through withdrawals. Yeah. Too much change at (laughs) once is, is not sustainable. So can we get you to that big goal? Oh yeah, we can get you there. But it takes some steps and it takes some action. And to me, the best way to do that is like step by step by step, not to try and run the marathon when, you know, you can barely walk a mile. Okay. Okay. I love this because I feel as though there's different approaches to time management and there's different approaches to how people approach it. And And this is mine. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yes, because there are some coaches that would be like, no, you don't have time for all of that. And there's some people like, well, you do have time, but let's see where your time is at, right? And so I think it's a very unique way of looking at time because I've noticed that time, have you ever been like, you had 20 minutes and that you've been in a place that you didn't want to be in that 20 minutes? felt like 40, 50 to an hour, right? It felt that way. Or you had only 20 minutes and you were doing something enjoyable and it went by like ridiculously quick, right? So I feel like time is a concept that sometimes we can get lost in because if we don't have a clock, a, a physical clock, we wouldn't know true time, right? Quote, unquote, like what's the truth in time? How much time do we really have? Um, and I feel as though that can be what holds people back on managing their time because time can seem evasive and elusive and just, you know, something that we don't have enough or feel as though we don't have enough because where did the time go? I just did X, Y, Z. I did this. I did that, you know, or I only did X, Y, Z. And where did my time go? Right. And so I really like this method that you said, like, okay, let's start with the priorities first and then we can move on from there, right? So what would you say someone is successful with time? How do they look at time? Yeah, I love that you asked this and that you said that. I I use those examples a lot because you can choose to treat time like a frenemy, like you're saying, there's never enough time. Time moves so slowly. When I wish it would go faster, it goes too quickly. When I wish it would stick around. Most people have that relationship with time. Or you can choose to view time as your bestie, right? Where there is always enough time for what's important to me. And I'm going to get done what's important to me. Like I'm going to prioritize what matters. And that's my approach. You got to have that lover relationship with time, not that hater relationship with time. Now, I'm not saying I do all the things all the time because let's get real for a second. There are 24 hours. It is a measurable incremental thing, right? But I choose what I do and I choose what either gets delegated, what doesn't get done, what I do perhaps while multitasking or while not. You know, like I make those decisions. And I think when you are in a place where you feel empowered, where you feel like, you're running the day and not the day is running you, the Jim Rohn quote, you all of a sudden get this newfound perspective, this newfound ability to prioritize what matters, to get done what's important to you, to really move forward in a way where you do have that like BFF relationship with your time. Okay. We only have a few more minutes. And so I'm going to go into this one last question. 
when someone has a huge priority list, let's just say, you know, when there's a lot of things that are priority, where should they start? Yeah, great question. Because what happens is, and it's a great first step, is you brain dump everything. You get it out of your head, right? Because in here, in your head is not helpful. You need it on paper, on an app, on a notes list, on an Excel, whatever works for you. But get it out of your head and onto a different source. (laughs) Yeah. And from there, it can feel overwhelming to look at that list. So my advice to you is in order to be laser focused, in order to prioritize what you want to prioritize, in order to go to bed that night feeling like you accomplished what you needed to accomplish and not like, oh my God, I have so much more to do, is you focus on three things a day. So take a highlighter, highlight them, circle them, bold them, whatever it is. And those are the three things that you hold yourself accountable for that day. They need to be small enough and reasonable enough that you can get them done that day. Okay. I will ask this question because I believe in segments. So should we segment our segments? Because we have business, we have home, and we have family, right? Um, Business or spirituality and family, right? So what do we do? Do we have like one thing from business, one thing from the family and one thing from spirituality or home? Or do we do one or we do three things that's really important in our business, three things is really important with our family and three things is really important in our spirituality? I think that's going to vary. I think that's going to vary person to person. I think it's going to vary day of the week. You know, I think everyone should have a day off from work, if not two a week, you know, especially entrepreneurs. It is very easy to work 24 seven, even when you're a mom, um, to put in the hours here, there, everywhere you can give yourself a break from that when, you know, you feel is appropriate. I would say at least give yourself one disconnection day a week of not working at all. Um, so on those days, your priorities are going to be different. You know, maybe you like to prioritize really organizing your space one day a week. And those are your main priorities that day. And you're not focused on other things. You know, I think sometimes things become habitual and they don't necessarily need to make that list. If you're someone who prays every morning, every night, it's a priority that's become innate in you. It doesn't need to be something that you're taking off that to-do list. It doesn't need to go on the to-do list. You already do this all the time. Okay. Wonderful. So it's already like established habits. Just leave them alone and go on to the next thing. Exactly. All right. Where can That's people habits find are so you? Great. Habits are amazing. No, I love them. I, I'm so glad that I created a habit with like the podcast and entrepreneurship. And, you know, and I got to work on other habits, which I'm working on. So goodness. So much. we got it together, but we don't got it together. But then yet we got it together. But that's right? okay. <laughs> yes. And um, what, what is one thing that you would like to leave people with? Oof. You get to choose. You get to make the choice every day how you spend your time. Even if you're in a situation where you feel like you don't, for example, you're working a nine to five and you got to go into work every day. Meanwhile, you really want to be building your business. You make that choice every day. Now, listen, I'm not telling you it's easy. You got to pay the mortgage. You got to feed the kids. You got to pay whatever it is. I, I was in those shoes for a long time, juggling my side hustle, my my corporate job. So I understand. 
But the moment you can flip it around and just feel empowered in the sense that you're making that choice, you get to make those choices. I think a light bulb goes off and you realize I get to decide all of these things, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. And that's empowering. That's really empowering to me. That is power. Acknowledging the power of choice, right? It's powerful, powerful stuff. So you left us with a power move. (laughs) <laughs> we've upgraded <laughs> to another level <laughs> what did we unlock i wonder within our lives i'm so- starting to view life a little bit like a video game oh my gosh i just unlocked like it's just it's just been crazy um the different things because there's gifts in each moment and i feel like when we develop relationships or we do certain things we do get to this another level something gets unlocked and something special happens which is really really cool so Marissa, I I would absolutely love to continue this conversation because I feel like it's so juicy. But I know we have to prioritize our time. <laughs> we gotta prioritize other things now, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so where can people find you, Marissa? Yeah, the best place to find me is my website. It is www.mamaworkit, M-A-M-A dot com. Uh, if you subscribe there, we've got a free gift right now going on. It is the time management free five-day mini course. Would love to have you take part in that, learn lots of different skill sets and managing your time, your productivity, and would love to see you there. You see our listeners listen to the end and they unlocked the mini course. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being part of the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a chance, stop by the website at lindabendable.com. Sign up for the Blog Cure, which is an awesome, awesome course that I created that will help you set up your blog or take your blog to the next level. And join us over at Monetizing Mompreneurs Facebook group. I just want to say again, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you.